Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. Today's episode is going to be, yet again, another solo cast. I just am sipping on my matcha here. Let me take a quick sip. Mm. So recently, I kind of started making matcha again. Um, I wasn't really loving it before, but something in me has changed, and I think I'm kind of liking it now. So I've been trying to have matcha sometimes instead of coffee. Right now I'm only doing half-calf, but matcha doesn't have as much caffeine as regular coffee. It probably has a similar amount to half-calf, maybe not, I'm not really sure. I've been slowly but surely getting more acquainted with matcha. So anyways, that has nothing to do with today's episode. Today's episode is going to be all about my personal little gems and lessons that I've learned through this quarantine experience. Basically, what 2020 into 2021 so far has taught me, we all, you know, talk about how quarantine and the coronavirus and 2020 just taught us so much, but I really wanted to kind of like list out the things that I have really learned that I'm going to take with me hopefully for the rest of my life. Some of them are super simple and very tangible and other ones are more meta. Um, But I hope that this inspires you in some way. Maybe you can think about the things that you've learned from just being in isolation and having, you know, our lives have changed so much worldwide as a collective. So there's obviously been so much tragedy with, you know, the virus and there's been so much sadness and and loss. And, you know, I just, I hope that through all of the loss and pain, we can find something good within it. And this is kind of the theme of this episode. So these are in no particular order. This is just sort of, I don't know, what I thought of in my brain on my list. So I'm just going to go through them, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten things, great number. The first thing is the mute feature on Instagram. <laughs> so this is the type of feature that like everyone knows it's there, right? If you don't know, you can mute people on Instagram. So you can essentially not see certain people's posts, but you can still follow them. And and that person doesn't know that you muted them. And it's not like I'm trying to be fake on my Instagram. Like everyone that I follow is genuinely, probably is genuinely somebody that I'm interested in following and I'm interested in learning what they have to say. But there are just times in my life where certain things, maybe certain brands or certain, whatever. There's certain things that I'm just like, I don't really want to see this on my feed right now. I don't want to see this on my feed just for the moment. Or, um, I don't know. It's, it's not supposed to be like a passive aggressive thing. It's supposed to be like, 
just for now, I'm just going to mute this person and then I'll come back to my mute list, you know, in a couple months or whenever I feel like it and I'll, I'll unmute some people. So that's an idea that I want to offer to you. If you have these sort of relationships with some people where you don't want to unfollow them, but maybe for now, the concept that they're putting out is a little triggering for you. This can be from family or friends you have. Um, and obviously there's like a deeper conversation that needs to be had. And of course, like in a perfect world, which doesn't exist, but in a perfect world, I think that we should be able to say to somebody, look, I think I need to unfollow you right now. And they wouldn't take it personally. And they would just understand that you have good intentions um, and you're doing it out of like respect and love and just like a personal boundary for yourself. But obviously that's not the world that we live in. So this is just kind of a, a reminder for you that you have the power to mute people on Instagram. If you're tired of seeing that brand post that thing, or if you're tired of seeing one of your friends post their workout videos, you're just, just mute them. Just take a little break from them. And you know, that is a boundary that you can set with yourself on social media. Um, if you, you know, if you can't do the big unfollow. So that's something that I kind of discovered through quarantine, which is kind of a funny thing, but it's just kind of something I've been enjoying. Um, I don't have a ton of people muted, but I do have some. And like I said, I'll go back and unmute some people once I feel like I'm not annoyed with their content. <laughs> Yep. So let's move on to number two. Number two is drinking a lot less alcohol. So obviously this is for my 21 plus ladies. Yeah, I took a break from alcohol because of my gut health. So if you watch my YouTube video on gut health, it's the most recent one. Um, I talk about how I decided to not drink alcohol for the 12 weeks that I did my digestive healing protocol, which I didn't really know how, how that would go because I've never done that. I mean, to be honest, I was drinking before I was legally allowed to drink. And, and I, I've never, you know, gone an extended period of time without having at least like one or two drinks. Um, so I decided to try that out. Rio, who is my husband, he doesn't really drink. So I felt like, okay, this is going to be pretty easy for me because I'm in isolation and I'm not seeing that many people. There's nothing really social going on. And I just wanted to try it. I wanted to try to be alcohol free. So it was interesting too, because I actually started in early or no, it was like mid November all the way up until January. So it was like during the holiday season when I feel like people are drinking the most and there's a lot more social situations. Like I had Thanksgiving, I had um, Christmas and I had New Year's and I didn't drink on any of those holidays. And I feel like in the past, those are the holidays I really drink the most. So I decided to try that out and oh my gosh, I just feel so much clarity in my life. And I have drank alcohol since I got off the protocol. So it's not like I'm totally sober, no alcohol at all. I mean, if you want to be sober, alcohol-free, I think that's amazing. But I think it's just kind of nice that my mindset has shifted about alcohol and about consumption um, of alcohol in terms of like social situations. I feel like people drink, obviously, to 
release, um, you know, the safety net that we have and, or, you know, because we want to let go of the control and we just want to have fun or whatever. But once you get past, like once I got past, I don't know, three, two, three weeks of saying no to alcohol, it got so easy. It was like, all of a sudden I was like, this isn't even hard anymore. Like at first it was really difficult. Um, I really felt tempted. And then afterwards I was like, you know what, this isn't even hard. And I truly had a great time. I felt so grounded and so present and I didn't need it. I didn't need it like I thought I did. I feel like society sets us up to think that anytime we go to an event or, um, you know, we're meeting somebody maybe new or like whatever, we need that drink or something bad happens to us. We need that drink, uh, to kind of take the edge off. And I do think there is no, no shame or judgment if that's the situation that you're in. Cause certainly I've been there before and I'm sure I'll be there again. You know, I haven't had anything super treacherous happen to me where I felt like, oh my gosh, I need a drink. So next time that happens to me, I'm sure I'll think about it and maybe I'll choose to have a glass of wine or something. But just having this idea that we don't need the alcohol to be ourselves, to have fun, to enjoy life. And I'm just kind of an, I'm just kind of excited because I feel like with Gen Z and like millennials even, I feel like y'all drink a little bit less alcohol. Maybe it's because weed is legal now. I'm sure that helps, but I love that. I love that we are more about being present and um, not numbing everything. I mean, obviously weed is a numbing thing as well, but I just feel like I'm excited to see what happens to our sort of perceptions on alcohol. At least mine is is different. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but you know, about Gen Z, but I feel like y'all are a little bit less drinking heavy drinkers. Okay. Moving on to number three. Number three is low impact workouts. So I obviously have a very interesting relationship with working out because I wasn't always working out. Um, I mean, I used to, and then I started my eating disorder recovery and I completely stopped working out. I was doing like stretching and maybe a little bit of yoga once a week and that's it for a while until I recovered my period and until I uh, recovered my eating disorder and I was able to start working out again. So before quarantine, I was like hitting the gym. Um, like I was lifting kind of heavier weights. I was like squatting. Okay. Look, they weren't heavy. (laughs) I don't, I wouldn't say they're heavy, but I was like lifting weights and squatting. And as soon as quarantine started, I bought a 25 pound kettlebell. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, that's not even that much. Um, and when it arrived, it arrived, um, from Amazon or whatever, like a week later, And I totally forgot that I had ordered it. And I picked up the package on my little front porch. And I was like, what is this? It was so heavy. It felt like 50 pounds. And then I opened it up. I was like, oh, it's just 25 pounds. Okay. Anyways, so I thought, okay, I'm going to have to like make a gym at home. So I was doing these like really like high intensity um, sort of like lifting. Like I was like squatting and I was doing all this, I don't know, like burpees and stupid stuff like that. Not that burpees are stupid. And I don't, I don't think that squatting is stupid. You know, I'm still squatting sometimes, but it was with these like big sort of like weights. And I kind of had like a high impact mindset. And that was only for like two months maybe, but I felt like that, okay, this is going to be the rest of my life. Like I'm going to really like start training and getting stronger And 
I wasn't necessarily doing it for like aesthetic reasons. I was doing it because I really wanted to get stronger and I wanted to feel powerful. And like Rio was lifting at the time too. So I was like, we can get a gym membership and like I'm free from my disordered eating. And I feel like I can really do the whole gym thing and with a healthy mindset. So anyways, quarantine started and I really quickly was just like, I don't like this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. This is not me. I felt like I was like shaky afterwards. And even though I was properly like fueling my workouts and I was like hydrated, I just like wasn't having fun and I wasn't enjoying it. And I just like, wasn't, I just felt like it wasn't me. Like I didn't love it and I was kind of dreading it. So I decided to just do some yoga, just start going back to yoga. So I was doing core power yoga online. I absolutely loved it. It was just like so nice. I felt like my muscles and my body were just so much happier doing this. And I just actually enjoyed it. So I actually loved it, right? Instead of like dreading it, I loved it. And I also um, more recently started doing mat Pilates. I've always loved Pilates. I used to have class pass for a really long time before quarantine and I was doing Pilates. And then when I decided to do the whole gym thing, um, I kind of let go of the class pass and I was just doing the gym. So I've always loved Pilates. And I've always loved stretching and yoga and I just have fallen in love with that. So honestly, now when I work out, I use ankle weights and little ball, like Pilates ball props. I love using props and I love stretching and I focus on just nourishing my body with deep breaths and stretching and foam rolling and just literally not even breaking a sweat usually, but I love it. And it's really changed the way that I see, you know, movement and having that gentle, enjoyable movement is something that I really want to take with me for the rest of my life, because that's the most important thing. And movement is just as much or should be just as much about how we are helping our mental health as much as it is about sort of the physical aspects of health that it brings. Um, Obviously, I feel like you should only work out if you are in a stage in your life where you are free from diet culture and out of um, an unhealthy mindset and relationship with your body and if you are free from the body dysmorphia. So anyways, that's something that I hope to take with me. That's a gem from 2020 and 2021 so far. The next thing is meditating and praying. So I used to be like a once a week meditator, twice a week prayer or girl. And I just like didn't really carve out the time for it. So I used to do it, but I didn't do it in a way where it was very intentional. It was like, oh, I'm in my car in a parking lot and I have this feeling that I need to pray about something, which of course I still do that if I have a spontaneous sort of, um, need for a meditation or a breath work or a prayer, I do it. But on top of that, now I also have carved out, you know, time first thing in the morning. It's literally the first thing I do. I wake up, um, stay tuned on my Instagram, by the way, at Kate Noel underscore underscore is my Instagram. Cause I'm going to be doing a morning routine reel pretty soon, but basically I just wake up and the first thing I do is I meditate and I pray. I listen to binaural beats on the Insight Timer app. I do some box breathing. I pray. Sometimes I'll read scripture if I feel like it. And I just, I know that this time is so important to me. It's like very structured. So like I literally have 
a beanbag in my living room and I kind of like lay my back on it. I have a little hot water bottle for my tummy and I just let the sun hit my face and I have my AirPods in and I just breathe and meditate. And it is so special. And I feel like it's one of those things, it's one of those habits that you don't really see the fruit of it until you've done it for at least like, honestly, like two or three months. So it's hard to kind of get into that groove and it's really hard to start your day off right. But I feel like having that morning spiritual time is so important. And if you're not a spiritual person, I mean, I still think you can give yourself five to 10 minutes of just, um, and that's all I do. I only do like five to 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes of just stretching or just like letting your face hit the sun, stepping outside and just taking some deep breaths and grounding yourself. I definitely want to incorporate that into my daily life, literally for the rest of my life. It's been life-changing. The next one I have are our boundaries with the internet specifically, but also (laughs) gratitude for the internet. So the internet and Zoom and FaceTime, obviously we have never relied on that technology more. I'm so grateful for the internet because Like, let's all take a moment to be grateful for the internet and for our phones because it has just been a huge connector. So thank you. Thank you, internet. Thank you, everyone who made the internet and makes the internet happen, (laughs) at least the good side of it. You know, it is so special and it has brought us together in a time where we we couldn't be together in the past. And I'm pretty sure it's why you can listen to this podcast. So thank you, internet. But I have also developed a need for boundaries with the internet. So I am a high-stressed person. I have constantly a list in my head. I always have to write my stuff down because the list will be floating in my head and causing me stress and anxiety if I don't like externalize it. Um, So one of those things I've been focusing on to sort of, um, you know, one of the things that was was giving me stress, was feeling like I was burnt out from the internet. My eyes are like crusty and sore from keeping them open and staring at a screen. Tired, like fatigued, like Zoom fatigue. I think I've heard that from somebody. Zoom fatigue is so real. So I really think it's important for us to appreciate the internet and also set up boundaries with it. So for me, that looked like not trying to make as many videos, not trying to be, you know, having a time limit on Instagram. Thankfully, if you have an iPhone, I know that you can literally set up a time limit on your iPhone and it helps you to stay within your boundaries that you set for yourself. And another thing is, you know, if somebody is like, let's do a Zoom meeting, um, maybe you can be like, you know what, let's just talk on the phone. Like, obviously that's still technology, but I feel like just giving our eyes a break and just being intentional about having like an hour of electronic free time a day. It can even be like 30 minutes, honestly. Some some sort of thing that you can do. And if you feel tempted by the technology like I do, like if my phone's by me and I'm like, oh, I'm on my 30 minute break. It's like really hard for me to not grab my phone. So something that you can do is, is take a walk instead. Setting yourself up, go drive to the park somewhere or drive to the grocery store if you need something to do and don't take your phone, you know, just try it out. Gratitude for the internet, but also boundaries. 
So that's a little gem that I'm taking with me. Another gem is having self-preservation and not oversharing. So I personally really needed to find out what my boundary was for oversharing and staying true to that boundary. I think this is personal for everyone. You don't have to share anything that you don't want to share. It's up to you. You don't have to share about your disorder. You don't have to share about your health journey. You don't have to share about what you eat. You don't even have to have social media. I want you right now, if you can, to stop what you're doing and close your eyes and maybe put your hand on your heart and just feel that you are a sacred person. You have sacredness. Like, that is your life. You have so much specialness and you are allowed to treasure that and hold that and you don't have to overshare. So something that was a kind of a revelation for me was, okay, I obviously am choosing to share so much of my life because I am choosing that route on the internet. But I don't have to, you know, I don't have to stick to that mantra if I feel uncomfortable. I'm allowed to have boundaries and you're allowed to have boundaries that will preserve that self, that that part of you that you want to keep sacred. Like you are allowed to keep that sacred. So if you just want to have things that you share with yourself, that's great. If you want to have things that you share with just your partner, that's great. With just your family, that's great. I love that. You know what I mean? So that's something that I really, really want to share. I think that's that's kind of like hard to grasp, but I hope that you can understand what I'm trying to say. There's that. Okay, the next one is having a helicopter view of my life. So this is something that like in therapy forever ago, my therapist was like, you need to have a helicopter view of your life. I was like, what's that? And she was like, that's when you look at your life from a bird's eye view. Um, Not literally, (laughs) but like just thinking of the big picture, Um, kind of like the opposite of thinking about the here and now and being super present today. Although I think you can still be present in the here and now and also see the big picture. But that's something I really needed to do and like needed to check in with myself on throughout, you know, the week as I was in isolation, as I was not seeing that many people. Um, And that's something that I want to do, even though I'm going to, you know, we're going to be more distracted in the future when life goes back to quote normal, because we're just going to have more people to see and more things to do. And we're not going to be in our mundane lives as much. But having that helicopter view is something I think you can, I hope to, and I think you can, continue to try and check in with yourself on every single week or so. So if you feel like really stressed and, you know, you're like, what am I doing? Like right now, honestly, I'm like this too. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I mean, I'm doing what I want to do, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed on a day-to-day basis. And if I have that helicopter view of my life, I can be like, you know what? I know that every little thing that I'm doing right now is leading me to the grand plan. And I just need to relax and I just need to like let life happen. Obviously take action where I need to, just knowing that there is a reason for the season. That's basically what I'm trying to say. There's a reason for the season. So yeah, that's a lovely little lesson that I want to keep with me and hold with me forever. 
The next thing is something that I think everyone says, but I'm going to put on this list because I just have to. And it's that we already have what we need. So instead of me trying to think about all the things I don't have, all the friendships I want to see blossom. I mean, I have great friends, but trust me, like there's been times of my life where I'm like, I want a friend for this reason. I want a friend for this reason. I want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I wanted so much and like obviously consumerism and materialistic things like, oh, I want this and I want that and I want this clothes and I want, I want this furniture and whatever. Um, yeah, we already have what we need, right? So gratitude and focusing on the development of the relationships and things that I already had. So instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I don't have a friend to text about this situation because none of my friends understand this. I'm like, you know what? I can develop relationships I already have in a new way. And I can try and like, um, just experience more of what I already have and be grateful for what I already have instead of wanting what I don't have. I know that we've all heard this on social media within the whole like isolation COVID realm, like what can we take with us? But I really wanted to uh, share that because that's definitely something that I have been focusing on. And it's like kind of amazing when you show gratitude every day. You can say three to five things that you're grateful for that you already have. And even if they're the same things every single day, it really makes you realize how lucky you are and how blessed you are to have all these things in your life. Um, so I love, I love doing that now, developing gratitude lists and having that, Hey, what are you grateful for today? Bria, when I do that game, it's not really a game, but it's like, Hey, what are you grateful for? The next thing I have number nine is that it is okay if the only thing you look forward to is simple on most days or some days, like a meal or a shower or the cup of coffee that you get to have. It's okay if you look forward to something that you think is so dumb. (laughs) Like for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this week, especially in the beginning of quarantine, like all I have to look forward to is my Instacart order. Like that's so lame. Or all I have to look forward to is watching TV with my husband and dog and eating my cereal. That's something that for literally every single day for like three months, I was like, why is this the highlight of my day? (laughs) Like, this is sad. But when I really just kind of like thought about it, I kind of had a revelation. I was like, this is okay. It's okay that it's simple right now. And it doesn't have to be like this crazy thing every day. Like, I think that's important to make every day a little bit different if you can, even that's if that's like switching up the fork that you use. I don't know. That was a dumb example, but you know what I mean? Changing it up is good, but on days where you can't change it up, just look forward to something simple. I mean, I think that's so, that's so easy. That's something that we could implement now because there are things that we enjoy every single day and it's okay if they feel kind of silly um, and they're not this like crazy new thing for you. So the last one, number 10, is taking care of the space that you live in. So I'm all about honoring your body and your mind and your soul, which I think is so important. But if you have the energy and the time and you're kind of bored, um, like I was in quarantine and like we all were, I really um, started to value the things I had. Like we got a ton of new plants 
And to be honest, the plant journey has been interesting for me because I really should have looked up really like how to have plants because a lot of my plants, I didn't do drainage holes on them. And I got fungus gnats once and it was really gross. And then one of my plants died because I was trying to repot it. It's just like, oh, it was kind of hard. Now I use an app called Planta, which I highly recommend. And I also have drainage on all of my pots and plants, which has really made a big difference. <laughs> this is turning into a plant point, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to just be take care of the space that you live in, whether that's plants or whether that's organizing something and, and having a little bit more organization or doing some feng shui, you know, moving the furniture around. I don't actually know if it's considered feng shui if it's not like a certain type of you know, way it looks, but moving the furniture around and changing it up, you know, changing up what you already have. This is kind of like the last point I talked about. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of cool just to like take care of the physical space that you live in. And even if you don't like where you live, I think that you can try and be grateful for it. And if you don't like something about where you live, like try and change it. And if you can't, you know, that's okay. But like for Rio and I, we decided to move our furniture around. We actually got a new sofa, which obviously is not, you know, as simple as changing stuff around, but we've wanted one for so long. So that was really nice. And we, you know, moved around some plants and we hung up some photos that we already had just with like poster putty. And like, I'm looking around at all of our little stuff that we did. We organized our shelves and got rid of some books, donated some stuff, um, that's a really good point too, like donating the stuff that you don't need anymore. Those are the 10 2020 into 2021 gems and lessons learned that I'm taking with me forever, hopefully. Um, I hope you found this inspiring. Uh, I'd love to know. I just, by the way, I just started a new Instagram for this podcast. It's at take the cake pod. So give it a follow if you are a subscriber because I'm going to be posting updates and inspiring little content um, little like graphics that I make and little quotes and stuff like that and lots of fun polls We had a pop-tarts one and a donut one so far So give it a follow if you like the podcast for updates and i'd love to know um, i'm probably going to make like a little graphic What your sort of gems that you've learned or you can even dm me and let me know And if you like this podcast please don't forget to rate and uh, review. I just appreciate that so much. That's the best way that you can support the podcast and subscribing. Um, it's really, really helps me out. Also, one more announcement. This podcast is going to be a weekly podcast moving forward. So you can look forward to a new episode every week. I believe I'm going to start uploading them on Wednesdays. Um, I did a little poll on the Take the Cake Instagram and most of you said Wednesdays were your preferred date, so day of the week. So I'm probably going to do Wednesdays, but I'm super excited to be in your earphones a little bit more. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, and I will see you on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye!